It was a moment right before I was about to find out if I made the team. The thoughts in my head were spinning. Every moment that happened during the trials running through my head. Was I good enough? I should have pushed myself harder. Smiled bigger. I probably am not going to make it. At that moment, there was doubt. What I didn't know was that this sport was going to change my life and make me realize that it was more than just a sport. I'm Susan Roberts, and I like hanging out with my family, hunting, and taking naps in weird places. I'm Paul Hargrove, and I like sports, music, and disc golf. I'm Elise Torberg, and I like reading, thrifting, and I have a love for dad's sweaters and Diet Coke. Welcome to the Modern Story Podcast, episode number three. Today we are telling stories about finding a family in sports. Let's get started with Susan and her story called Where Did I Leap? kilometers 3.1 miles 5,000 meters up and down hills through the woods and trails that's a high school cross-country race it all started when my younger cousin hope decided to run and she put all her energy into convincing me to run as well to be honest it wasn't that hard to convince me because i was looking for a way to get in shape for my other sports but i wasn't a great runner it was the summer before my sophomore year and i thought to myself well it can't be too bad i was wrong Training started two weeks before school, so we practiced in the mornings. I didn't know the coach and was scared to be thrown into a whole new group of people that I didn't know very well. All I had was my cousin, and she was a freshman, so we were lost together. With a weird twist of events, the coach ended up moving to a different school, and we were out of a coach one week into the season. That twist was the best thing that could have ever happened, because after looking for a coach for a week... The middle school coach decided to move up and help out. The middle school coach was my cousin's mom, my aunt. This was great for me because she had known me my entire life and knew how much I struggled with the decision to run cross-country and how scared I was to run. As the season went on, I became a better runner, more confident in my own abilities, and learned how to give it all to the end. But that's not what stayed with me all this time. The teammates that I was originally scared of became my family, and I know that might sound cheesy, but it was truer for this team than any other team I had been on before. We knew each other's weaknesses, and we pushed through them together. And you always supported your team even if you had a bad race. Bad days were never carried into practice or races. When people would ask me if I liked cross country, I'd always say yes, but I hate running. I'm pretty sure that was true for over half the team. We ran because of who we got to run with. Now back to the coach. I was close with my aunt, but not very. By the end of the season, she knew everything about me, when to support me, when to cry with me, and when to push me. One of my most vivid memories of my aunt was during the conference race. The race before sectionals which was the race before state, and the nine-girl team needed to be down to seven. All season, I was in eighth place and was pretty happy with that, but I was always finishing a few seconds behind the girl in seventh, who was a senior. My aunt told me I could beat her, which meant I would be on varsity, would be on the varsity team and would run at sectionals. I didn't have much faith in myself leading into the race, but I decide, decided to give it a shot. On the bus ride to the meet, my aunt sat with me and went over the times I'd need to beat her. She also gave me a little drawing with Philippians 4.13 on it, and on the back she wrote me a little note of how happy she was that I decided to run. That little drawing still hangs in my room here at Bethel. We made it to the course, and we set up our tents. Warm-ups went fine. There was a lot of stress between all of us, so it was very quiet. My hands were shaking, and my body was tense, waiting for the gun to go off. 
Bang. My legs started pushing me through the crowd of runners. I went out and got in front of the other girl and stayed there for almost the entire race to the last half mile when she passed me. I felt my body sink and everything slowed. I was dead at this point and could not catch her. My lungs were burning and my shins were in excruciating pain with every step I took. But I kept on her tail to the quarter mile mark where my aunt was standing and I heard her cheer the other girl on and tell her to keep pushing and I was expecting the same for me, but I was wrong. My aunt looked me dead in the eyes and saw how tired I was and told me, go get her. I was a little shocked and thought to myself, I don't think so. She saw the doubt in my eyes, and in the most calm, intense voice, she said, I have seen you run all season. I know you. I know you can do it. Now go get her. I had nothing left, but I dug deep because I didn't want to let my aunt down. She scared me a little bit. I made up the 50 feet between me and the other girl and passed her just before the finish in a dead sprint race to the end. When I got to the end of the shoot, my aunt was standing there with a smug grin on her face and said, I told you. It was nice to see how much faith she had in me and how she knew I could do it even when I thought I couldn't. I think the season would have come out very different if my aunt decided not to coach. She took my leap of faith and turned it into a growing experience for me and completely changed me as a person. With her, I grew so much in my self-confidence, faith, and my go-getter attitude. That Wow, that sounds intense. What impacted you most in that moment of your aunt yelling at you? Um, the moment my aunt yelled at me, her body language and tone she used impacted me the most. I had just heard and saw how she cheered on the other girl and how she changed her entire body language when she looked at me. And I could see how much she believed in me. If it wasn't for your aunt, would you still have finished the season? Um, if my aunt decided not to coach that year, I still would have finished the season, but I don't think I would have done as well if she wasn't there. Here's Paul in his story called, All the Wrong Reasons. So my story begins my freshman year of football, and a little background information is that I played football since second grade, and I was just starting my freshman year. One day, we came into the meeting rooms after practice, and the coach said it was time to look at the depth chart. My name wasn't at the top of the list, and at first, I didn't know how to feel. I was confused because I thought I had it in the bag, but I guess I just didn't. During the summer workouts, my friends and I always joked that we were going to quit after like a hard practice, but we, uh, we were never really serious about it. But eventually, it sounded like what I needed to do. So I worked throughout the remainder of the season, waiting for my time to come, but it never did. So once it ended, after riding the bench all the year, I thought to myself that this is it. I'm going to quit, and I'm never playing football again. The only thing standing between me and quitting was my dad, and I knew this was going to be the hardest part because he was my coach from second grade all the way up until now. When I told him, I wasn't sure I was going to react, if he might have yelled at me or if it was going to break his heart, but I just had to tell him. So when I did, he was, he was actually very calm, and he told me that he doesn't care if I play or not, and that as long as I have fun with my friends. And he didn't want me to quit because he knew I would regret it. And I realized right at that moment, the reason I wanted to quit football was because I was the only one of my friends on the B team. And I had never really played football because it was my one true passion. I played football because it had given me so many friendships and bonds with my teammates and coaches that I would cherish for the rest of my life. So after that, I changed my mind and played football for the next three years of high school, and it was the best decision I've ever made. Nice. That was a great story. 
Were there any other reasons that you didn't want to quit football? Besides not playing, I don't think that there was. I was kind of wrapped up in my own shortcomings as an individual that I forgot about the team. It sounded like that your dad really impacted you. Since you stuck with football, did it get better later in high school? It did. Even though I was never a varsity starter or anything, I played for my teammates and my coaches, not just to play football. Here is Elise and her story called Worth It. I was sitting in the bleachers at a middle school, middle school assembly. I was probably in seventh grade. That was the first time I saw the cheerleaders. They were doing some cheers with the middle schoolers from homecoming. They were having a stand up and shout to see which grade could be the loudest. Like any, mid any middle schooler, I screamed at the top of my lungs to be the loudest. At that time, I was also dancing, and I thought that, would, that I would do that forever. That would be my career when I was older. When the high school finally came around, I was still dancing, but my mom really wanted me to try out for cheerleading because she was one in high school. It was time to actually try out now. In that moment before the tryouts, I was so nervous. My stomach was flipping. My mind was racing with things I needed to do during the tryout and questioning if I was good enough to be on the team. I had to push those feelings aside, feelings and thoughts aside, and go to the tryouts. I actually had a fun time, even though I didn't really know anyone that was there. After I didn't think that I did well, I wasn't going to make the team. If I didn't make it, I wouldn't have been heard about it because at that time, I was still dancing. To my surprise, I made the team. I was thrilled, but also scared because this was something I would have never done. My plan was to only do football season and then do dance team in the spring. But turns out I fell in love with cheerleading, so I decided to quit dancing and continue with cheer. What made me fall in love with cheer was the interaction between the audience and us cheerleaders, the leading of the cheers and watching everyone in the crowd doing the cheer for the football and hockey team. Also, getting into all the games for free was always a plus. From that moment, my high school experience was changed and was going to be so different from what I thought it was going to be. I continued into this spring with with doing cheerleading for basketball, although I didn't like it as much as the football season. My favorite season of cheering was, dur was during hockey, which I was involved in during sophomore, junior, and senior year. These seasons showed me how much the community where I grew up in could come together for just one sport. Cheer taught me so much about myself, but before I was kind of shy and quiet, my personality blossomed in doing cheer. It helped me become the outgoing person I am today. In becoming who I am today, the biggest influence more than cheerleading was my coach. She started her first year of coaching when I joined the team, and her last year was when I was a senior. She knew how to push me into doing what I needed to do and was always there when things got tough. At some points, I may not have liked her in that moment, but when I look back, I have so much love and respect for her. During the, during the time of me cheering, she not just trained me to be a good cheerleader, but also how to be a good person and how to act in the future. Great story. I loved it. You ever regret giving up dance? I sometimes regret it, but I think back and I realize that like doing cheer changed me so much. And if I stuck with dance, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Very interesting. So why was hockey your favorite season? Um, because I actually understood what was going on in the games. And in my hometown, hockey was a big deal. And um, we would go to state every single year, and it was so much fun. So what have we learned today? 
sports give you the ability to forge bonds that are deeper than surface level and that you have them for the rest of your life. Even though we're all part of different sports, we all had similar experiences. Being on a team can create an environment for growth and change that can stick with a person for a long time. We want to thank some people for helping us out on this modern story podcast at Bethel University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks to Nick Swedland and Alyssa Tay for building the podcast studio and giving us access to it. Thanks to the writers who inspired our stories, and we should thank each other for our edits. Look for the next episode on Modern Story Podcast. And lastly, go tell your mother about Modern Story. And your dad. And your hairstylist. And your taxidermist. And your middle school boyfriend. (laughs) And your dog, Cutter. And your pet hamster. And your middle school boyfriend. Again. (laughs) He means to know twice.